Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash up that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, please hit that subscribe button as well. We got an early show for you guys today. We are breaking down the uh, Alvin Gentry not returning his head coach, uh, the updates on the head coaching search for the Sacramento Kings. We're going to talk about Deer and Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, and Monty McNair's exit interviews. And we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA draft and free agency. It's not a long episode today, so make sure you guys stay tuned early. It's about 30 minutes, and then we're going to be going live talking about playoff coverage on basketball at the bar and i will post the link to that here in the chat that's right we want to remind you guys that just because the kings aren't playing anymore doesn't mean that we're done so keep those notification bells clicked on throughout the off season we'll be bringing you guys different videos of course corresponding with important off season dates and we also want to remind you that support for royal rebounds is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming unless you're Deuce Mason, in that case, maybe above the head as well. The products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you and you, Barry, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ROYALFAMILY at manscaped.com. How many balls is that? Eight million balls, Eight if my math million is balls correct. and counting. And counting. All right, welcome in, everybody. Key Kings, I see you here in the chat. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a busy week for us here at Royal Rebounds, launching uh, the new channel, Basketball at the Bar. Like I mentioned, we are covering the entire NBA playoffs on that channel. We have it live Monday through Friday, every single day. So there is a lot going on. We haven't had a chance yet here on Royal Rebounds to talk about Alvin Gentry not returning as the Kings head coach. So we're going to start out with that here today. So Calvin, it is official. After the Kings struggled this season, they fired Luke Walton, I think about 15 or so games in. They finished the season with 30 wins and 52 losses with two potential all-stars on their roster now. But I think many Kings fans would say that Alvin Gentry is maybe not the right guy for this group or he just wasn't really given the tools he needed to succeed with this team. The team has now moved on from him. Uh, They are mentioning he could potentially join the front office at this point, but he will not be the head coach of the Sacramento Kings next season. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in Monty McNair's press conference, which we'll get to, of course, a little bit later. uh, He was asked that, direct question about will Alvin Gentry be a part of the Sacramento Kings organization next year, whether it's coaching or in front office. And he immediately deflected the question. So I think it's probably uh, going going to be up in the air here. Clearly uh, the deck was stacked against this guy from the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
he did an admirable job, um, but he would have really had to do something quite impressive with this team in order to keep his head coaching job going into next season. I don't think anybody really expected at any point, even after the trade deadline came and passed, that Alvin Gentry would be a top candidate for this job next season. Yeah, I mean, Alvin's very well respected uh, around the league. He's been doing it for a very long time. He's got good relationships with many players, many staff members in the NBA. Unfortunately, like I said, he was just not in the right position to succeed here in Sacramento. But at the same time, if you're the Sacramento Kings, you don't have an abundance of guys that are well respected around the league. You don't have an abundance of guys that just, have been everywhere and can really help this squad. Maybe not in a head coaching role, but maybe as an assistant, maybe in the front office. Uh, I think the Kings need to continue to bring in more basketball guys like this that are well-respected around the league, and they will continue to bring in their friends and people that respect them as well and help change the culture of this team. Yeah, absolutely. That is 100% the goal for this offseason. Yep. So moving on here, now that the head coaching position is now vacant and open, we've heard a few names mentioned over the last week, but Calvin, I just want to hear where you're at here with these names and is, if there's anybody that you really like. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you can make an argument or a case for every name that has been thrown out. Uh, certainly the names that we've heard are going to be part of this coaching search. Nobody should be surprised by any single one of them, even with the addition of Frank Vogel, who just got released from his duties or relieved of his duties as the Lakers head coach. But Steve Clifford, Kenny Atkinson, Mike Brown, Terry Stotts, these are well-respected guys. They make sense from an X's and O's standpoint. A lot of them are defensive-minded guys. First, Steve Clifford and Kenny Atkinson, they're good at developing young players. Uh, I'm looking at Kenny Atkinson in particular when I say that statement. Yep. And Terry Stotts, you know, has a great track record up in Portland. They made the playoffs eight straight years under his belt, which was longer than any other team out West. So all of these guys make sense for different reasons. But I, I really think that Monty hit it, hit the nail on the head when he talked about the coaching search in that exit interview saying that they were going to let the process run it run its course and that they were going they were eager to hear from these guys how uh, those individual coaches are going to approach changing the culture and changing this team into a winning team first and foremost yeah these head coaching interviews are are a little tricky in terms of who's interviewing who right if you're in the king's position at this point you may be finding a candidate that you really like and interviewing him, but at the same time, he or she could be interviewing you, making sure that this is a place that they want to be. This is the correct stop for them. You know, we talked about it a few podcasts ago that, like, if you're a coach, you're pretty much getting fired, right? Like, that's how most mm-hmm. coaches leave their jobs is they don't quit. They end up getting fired. Now, the Kings have been through a coaching carousel over this 16-year playoff drought. I, I was looking at the numbers yesterday. It was absolutely incredible. Like, Rick Adelman, the Kings, made the playoffs every single season. Since then, they have basically just done nothing. Yep. And all these coaches come in every year or two years or three years. There's a new coach. They try and implement their system. It doesn't work out right away. The patience isn't there, and then they are shipped off with another one. As you mentioned, I love what Monty said in his uh, press conference about 
taking the time, finding the right candidate that's all in with Sacramento, that wants to help change the culture and start winning here in Sacramento. So I, I think that's good. I did have uh, you know some communications with Matthew, one of our uh, our viewers here yesterday, and he was a little concerned about how long it was going to take for the Kings to hire somebody and whether you need to do it before the draft, whether you need to do it before free agency. You know, I think there's some advantages to having a guy in, in a place like that, having him in, in the position that he's already the head coach. Now we know what the style is. Maybe we can get his or her input on who to bring in player-wise. I want to hear your thoughts on that, Calvin. Yeah, I mean, I think that you definitely need to be – I think that the – the Kings front office is going to handle this the right way. They, they certainly should not rush into a decision on this. There are a wide range, uh, a lot of different highly qualified candidates for this job. So you have that kind of as a safety cushion, you know, maybe you, you don't all you're, you definitely don't want to miss out on your number one target, but the fact that there are a bunch of guys available, David Vanterpool is another name that we uh, haven't even brought up yet. That gives you, maybe a little bit of a cushion to kind of extend this search longer in terms of having a coach by the draft date. There are definitely a lot of positives or, or uh, it's definitely a good idea. I think to have your head coach already in place by that date. I don't personally think it's a hundred percent necessary though. The number one reason for that being that the Kings are more than likely going to look to trade this pick. Mm -hmm. I think first and foremost, um, they may not end up trading it, and then you'll have to make a selection at whatever spot that is. And you do want a head coach's input in that, but I, I think I trust this front office in terms of those decisions to be made, that if they don't have a head coach by that date, they'll, they'll still be okay, I, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I think De'Aaron kind of uh, mirrored that same response in his exit interview. But are you setting a date that's like this day they need to have a head coach hired or you're just kind of going with the uh, flow? I, I'm, not, I'm not doing either one of those. I, I think the that Monty and his staff knows how important of a decision this is. They know that there's going to be urgency behind it. But they're also, I love the approach of not rushing into a decision mm-hmm. on this. I think that they're going to handle the interview process very well. I was really encouraged to hear his Monty's comments about what they're going to be looking for in a coach. You know, all of the media members were asking him what specific qualities or how do you want the coach to run this team? And his answer was the same every time. We want a coach to tell us how they're going to run the team and then we'll decide whether or not we think that's good enough. Mm -hmm. I think that is exactly the way you need to handle this situation. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Is there a, do you have a coaching favorite yet? I still like Kenny Atkinson out of everybody. I think okay. he makes the most sense uh, from an X's and O's standpoint. A lot of young players have credited him with their development in the league, D'Angelo Russell being one of them, um, who really broke out in Brooklyn with with Kenny Atkinson there. He's a good defensive-minded coach. I think he'll command uh, respect from the team right away. Um, and he's been with some really, really good winning organizations lately, the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I like Kenny a lot. I, I would not be mad if Kenny Atkins, Atkinson was brought in as head coach. All right, moving on here. You know, we mentioned Deer and Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, and Monty McNair exit interviews. Anything in there that really stood out to you that you want to discuss here? 
Um, not so much for the player interviews, and, and it's not because I felt like they didn't say anything meaningful or um, their points weren't valid or anything like that. Generally speaking, for me, when a player gives an interview in any format, Mm-hmm. I don't think you really learn much from those interviews. They all say the same answers to similar questions. Um, there's the cliche answers, and they say the things that you want them to say, right? Like DeMontis says he wants to be involved in the coaching search. Well, sure, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, De'Aaron says if they ask him, he'll give his input, but he is trusting the front office to do the right thing. Of course, that's a good thing. Like, I think their biggest uh area of focus in the offseason should be developing chemistry between the two and working out together, which is also something that both of them said mm-hmm. in those interviews. So that's all great to me. But I look to Monty McNair's interview for real substance and real information. Again, you know, in all those interviews, you don't always give away everything. You don't answer questions exactly how you the same way you would as if you were addressing the team or your coaching staff. But I loved what Monty said about how they're going to conduct this coaching search. And I also loved what he said about what they're looking for in terms of building. The- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Team, he mentioned shooting four or five times in a row. Yep. That's a big area of need for me. I think they understand that what they need to put around DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, and they need to go after shooters. Yeah, I agree. And I think De'Aaron Fox, you know, basically said that in his interview as well, right? Is he was like, it seems like a lot of winning teams in the NBA are all kind of built the same way, right? Where they have two, three, maybe four main guys, and the rest guys are lanky shooters they can defend. And it's good to see that Monty and De'Aaron Fox seem to be on the same page with that. I love the fact that De'Aaron Fox said that he trusts the front office. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, You know, there's been speculation around the trade deadline that maybe things were a little rocky between Monty McNair and De'Aaron Fox because he drafted two point guards and all this stuff. I think that all that is gone now. I think officially they're on the same page. Yeah. They seem to have a great relationship. And, uh, you know, everybody wants the same thing, right, is they want this Kings team to win, however that happens. But, you know, in a relationship, building trust is so difficult, and it is the most important thing. And the fact that De'Aaron Fox trusts the front office and he is the franchise player, no, no matter if you want to say Sabonis is better or Fox is better, it's important that your top players trust your front office. I see that from him. I know DeMontis Sabonis has only been here for a few months, but he kind of echoed that as well, where he's had a great, great relationship with the front office up to this point. And I think they're all working together to just try and improve this team. So 
for me, you know, there's a bunch of little things in all these interviews that you could dissect a little bit more. But the big picture for me is all three people were basically saying the same thing. They all seem to be on the same page. And uh, I think that's a great start to the offseason for the Kings. Absolutely. It's the the easy way to get started, right? Like they, sh- this is the part that you shouldn't have much difficulty with. It's what comes next yep. that is going to make or break everything for next season. Yep, very true. And moving on, talking about the offseason here, I have a couple key dates for you guys. As you know, the Kings season is officially over, so there will be no more basketball for the Kings during this season. We have uh, two exciting playing games to watch tomorrow, and then the playoffs start on Saturday. If you guys are going to be watching the playoffs, you need to check out basketball at the bar. Like I said, there's a link in the chat for you guys to check it out. We will be live Monday through Friday covering the entire NBA playoffs. We'll also be putting some content out on Royal Rebound, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that as well. As far as the dates go, May 16th through the 22nd is the NBA Draft Combine. For all you Kings fans that you know love the tank or, or look forward to the draft every season, this is an important time for you to pay attention, look at some of these draft prospects, see whether you know it, it makes sense to bring in a guy that's maybe a win-now player like a Davion Mitchell or if this pick just needs to be traded to upgrade the roster. May 7th is the official NBA draft lottery. Make sure you circle that May date 17th. on your... May 17th. Or sorry, what did I say? May 7th. All right, May 17th. Sorry. Good thing Calvin's here. May 17th, circle. <laughs> that on your calendar that is a very important date for us kings fans we need to win the draft lottery kevin we really have to then moving on here june 2nd is the first day of the nba finals exciting time and then nba draft day june 23rd i think a lot of our questions will get answered maybe not on this exact day but right around that when you start to see pieces moving around stuff like that That's that's a very very big day Very big day. Then June 29th is the last day for decisions on player, team, options, early termination clauses, uh, and whether teams are offering qualified offers to restricted free agents. Otherwise, they become unrestricted. I know there's a few guys like that on the Kings roster. Dante DiVincenzo is one of those. So that is a key date. And then July 1st is the official start of the new league year. It is, uh, I guess, the start of free agency, but there is that uh, period of six days where you cannot officially sign anybody moratorium, yep. unless they are a restricted free agent on your team. So all big dates, something that you all need to pay attention to. Two, I see you here. What is up? And uh, it's going to be an exciting offseason for the Sacramento Kings. It really is. So, Calvin. I certainly hope it is. I'm looking here. At some mock drafts. I've been looking at these all week long. Currently right now, depending on how the draft lottery works out, and that is uh, May 17th. May 17th, yeah. The Kings are slotted at the seventh pick right now. Seventh pick on May 17th. And they are taking your guy, Ben Matherin, 6'7", I guess, wing shooting guard from Arizona. Let me hear your thoughts on Ben, what you think he can bring to the Kings, or if you'd rather trade this pick. Well, I, th- I think I'd rather trade. Of course, it depends on what you get in return, right? But to me, no matter where the pick lands, even if I have the first overall pick, I'm still looking to trade it first. Mm-hmm. See what I can get for that. If I don't like what I'm getting in return, then you know, you're know you stuck with the pick, I guess. You have to, to take it. If the Kings 
do end up with the seventh pick and Ben Matherin is there, I think they could do a hell of a lot worse than that. He is one of my uh, favorite players in this draft. I think he does a little bit of everything very well. He improved his outside shooting this season. He's a good wing defender on one of the best defensive teams all year long in the country. Um, and he continued to progress throughout the season. He took on the role of being their go-to guy, their go-to scorer. Uh, I, I like what I see from him. He's athletic. He's long. He's versatile. Um, he, ad- he would add wing depth right away to a team that really, really needs it. This would be a solid pick, I think. I don't believe there's any one player in this draft that they get that's going to uh, you know, be that franchise-changing player instantaneously from the time he puts on the draft cap, mm-hmm. but this would be a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, just looking at these these mock drafts, guys are all over the place. Like, I remember there was a time where Chet Holmgren was like, everyone was saying he was guaranteed number one pick. He's number four on this list. Uh, we talk about Banchero from Duke. He's dropped down to three. You got Jaden Ivey going number one, Jabari Smith going number two. So there's still a lot of movement that can happen in this. They got Keegan Murray going six to Portland. You know, things are moving a lot. So that draft lottery day, as I said, May 17th is going to be very important. It's right during the combine. We should have a lot more clarity as as far as like who's going where or at least a better idea you know we've seen drafts where every guy has been exactly where they're slated and then we've seen drafts where it's like who was the number one pick and of course trading picks too you you have no idea how that's going to shake out it'll all depend on the outcome of the lottery once you see where everybody is slated then you can kind of make a guess uh, as to which teams might be looking to trade picks and which way they're trying to move. But that, of course, makes it a lot more difficult to predict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. All right, Calvin, we got five more minutes here until we start Basketball at the Bar, Episode 4. So make sure you guys, when we finish this stream, make sure you guys go right over there because we're going to start pretty soon. But before we do that, I want to talk just real briefly on free agency. Any guys that you're really looking at, the Kings need to make a move. I mean, just real quick, if we go over the Kings, uh, you know, Jeremy Lamb's an expiring $10 million contract. Josh Jackson, $5 million expiring. You know, they have options on guys like Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a big offseason for the Kings. They have about $30 million in cap space right now. You know, there's a bunch of big name guys available. You know, Bradley Beal's got a player option, James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, you know, and then there's guys like Zach Levine, Gary Harris, Iguodala, Ricky Rubio. What kind of guy are you looking for in free agency? Well, I've said it, you know, multiple times, but I'm going to keep driving the point home. I'm looking to upgrade talent at the shooting guard and the power forward position. I'm looking for shooting depth, I'm looking for wing depth, and mm-hmm. I'm looking for 3 and D defenders. I, I mean, it, it sounds obvious, right? But in some cases, it is. like that. Those are the areas that the Kings are by far the worst at. Yeah. Um, so Damian Jones is another guy to keep in mind here uh, who is he's unrestricted, yes? Or is he restricted? I think he's a free agent, unrestricted. Uh, unrestricted yeah. free agent, right? So the Kings, who knows what's going to happen with Rashawn Holmes, um, if they are going to trade him, that leaves them pretty thin, I think, at be- at center. Yeah, uh, Alex Len is expiring or not expiring? Uh, I think he's got another year. Let me double check here. Um, either way, you know, I, I'm not sure I One really want to rely on Alex Len 
too much. I, I think he did a very serviceable job when he was called on in, in key moments this year, but I would much rather have Damian Jones be my backup center uh, or a guy that you could s- start in certain situations than Alex Lynn. So that's an important part of the puzzle for me. But free agency, you know, it's going to be hard for the Kings, as it always is, to attract guys. Um, I'm looking at people like Gary Harris, for example. I don't want to overpay on a guy like that. Mm-hmm. But he's somebody that if you were able to grab a legit starting power forward through a trade, maybe it's somebody like a Pascal Siakam. Again, just an example. Um, but if you're able to get that person and you can sign a guy like Gary Harris, then you have a question of who starts at shooting guard. But I like what he brings to the team. Yeah, defensive-minded guy, uh, knows how to play within a team structure, and you know they would still have that that big question mark of does Dante Divincenzo beat him out for the starting starting shooting guard spot? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The four and the two are the biggest positions in need for the Sacramento Kings team. And then, as they mentioned in the interviews, right, like long, lanky guys that can shoot and defend. For me, you know, I would love to go after a bunch of these big name guys in free agency. But it's it's the Kings. We got to stay realistic here. Like, how many of these guys did they actually sign? Now, you know, I think it's worth shooting an offer to Zach Levine, just because. I think it's worth giving an offer to a guy like DeAndre Ayton, who potentially could move on from Phoenix. I think him and Sabonis could actually fit together in this front court. But most of my things that I'm doing are going to be through draft and through trading. And free agency for me is going to be a place to fill in these positions. So like you said, I'm going to look at guys like Gary Harris. I'd love to bring in a guy like Andre Godala, but I, I see him re-signing with Golden State. Uh, Joe Ingles, uh, you know, TJ Warren. I love Robert Covington. You know, just guys that can play both sides of the ball and shoot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those types of guys out there. Um, that would help fill out the roster. But, again, that's not the biggest issue for the Kings, right? They need to add a little bit more star power, firepower, if they can somehow make that happen. Yep, I agree. All right, guys, well, it looks like we're running out of time here. Thank you so much for watching. We're going to go right here into basketball at the bar. I am posting the link here in the chat. Just click on that. It will take you to the next video, and we will be starting in about two minutes and uh we'll have another royal rebounds podcast for you guys next week sometime when we have uh some more updates on things maybe uh the kings have a better idea of who they're bringing in as coach or just more rumors and fun stuff to talk about so thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you in a few minutes at basketball on the bar in the meantime go kings say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.